0: Once again, thank you for listening in to our prayer cast from Africa's Prayer Ministries, the ministry that reaches out to the busy person, the millennials, the professionals of all fields, and to the under-churched, uh, often unreached people. We believe the scripture that says that the steps of a righteous person are ordered of the Lord. We also believe, just like Jesus did and the disciples, Paul and the prophets of old, that our prayers should have impact every time and so we believe in praying with impact in our ministry. Jesus never prayed a prayer that failed, and he never sent out a command that didn't achieve its intended purpose. He prayed and commanded with words of impact. We are confident that the Bible-based prayer principles that we teach never fail. The Bible says that God's word never comes back to him void. If our prayers are initiated of the Holy Spirit, as it says in Romans 8, then they will never come back void to us. We would appreciate if we recommend our prayer cast to your friends. Uh, We would also appreciate if you recommend our app, AfriChrist, to your friends. This app can be downloaded from the Apple App Store and also the Google Play Store, and it reaches out to people like you. May God bless you as you're listening. Hello, prayer friends. This is Sam Kawesa again coming to you from the AfriChrist Podcast Studios. And today we're going to be looking at a topic that many times could be confusing or we may not even understand why we even use certain words. The word we're going to uh, use today or look at is petition. Now, we're going to look at prayer in the sense of petition, okay? I'll define some of these for you so you understand where we're going. Now, what we're going to look at is not everything petition, but we are going to look at just four characteristics of petitions that God always answers. Now what you're going to find out today also is that actually God answers every prayer that we pray. It's just that we are so used to thinking that if a prayer is not answered the way we want it, then a prayer is not answered. Don't ever forget that whatever God does, it has to be in his will and it cannot be contrary to his word. So in other words, when he answers your prayer, it's always in line with his word. It's always in line with what his will is. But you know what? It's always best for you. I'll say that there are four forms of prayer. Number one is the prayer of adoration, which is like a blessing. You know, you adore God, you tell Him who He is, and you bless His name. Then number two, there is a prayer of contrition, of repentance, which many of us, if not all of us, really have to go through before we accept the Lord Jesus Christ, but then also during our lives as Christians or as human beings, because we continue to sin or to fall or to do things wrong so we have to go to the Lord and the book of Psalms is so full of prayers of contrition number three there is prayer of thanksgiving and gratitude and this is where many times we fail we fail to come back to God and thank him and show gratitude for what he's done in fact a very good example is when Jesus healed uh, the 10 um lepers. And then when they went, only one came back. Now that's like 10% because there were 10, one came back. So 10% usually of the people who received from the Lord ever come back to him to thank him. Now this prayer of gratitude or thanksgiving is very, very important because remember when that man came back to the Lord, Jesus did something else. He said, you are whole. He was Whole now. The others were healed, but they did not become whole. So, what is whole for you? Many times, when you do not come back to thank God or when you don't show gratitude for what He's done, other things don't follow, and that's very key to answered prayer then also number 4 is where we are going to concentrate today which is the prayer of supplication or petition or intercession it's that's where you are petitioning god you're you're interceding for somebody so Let's look at them again, four forms of prayer. Number one, the prayer of adoration and blessing. Then number two, the prayer of contrition or repentance. Number three, the prayer of thanksgiving and gratitude. And then number four, the prayer of supplication and petition or intercession. And this is where we are going to concentrate today. But even within that, we are only going to pick out four characteristics because it's so important that we realize that Certain things that we do with God, if they don't have certain characteristics, and I'm using that word so that it is normalized, I don't want to use big theological terms, so that you can see it's characteristics of prayer that God will accept or God will answer it has to be in his will, okay? So now let us look at, say, for example, what, is a, uh, what does it mean to say it's a petition, you know? This is a formal written request made to an official or a person or a body, such as a court or a board of directors. You petition them for something, for relief of some kind, say like if you are going to go bankrupt, uh, you petition them and you give them the reasons why you can't pay your debt. Or if you are petitioning the court against somebody, say at the beginning of a lawsuit, usually you petition the court and you tell them your reasons why you are suing this person, uh, petitioning against the other party. Okay? Now, biblically though, Uh, It's a request made of something desired. You are petitioning God against what the enemy is doing against you or even uh, what another person does, and you petition God about what's being unfair to you, okay? So a petition is usually presented to someone hire someone who has the authority uh, to do something about it. You know, it's a supplication prayer. God has the authority and the power and the ability to do something about it. It's like a petition for aid. You need help in this situation, okay? So this is the area of prayer that we are going to be talking about today. We are going to be talking about four characteristics. In the total plan of God, His answer always has to be superior to what you may desire. Uh, What do I mean? Remember in Matthew 26, 38 through 39 and 42, 45, when he was in the garden of Gethsemane, he was crying unto God, he was petitioning God. He said, Lord, if it is possible, let this cup not be upon me. In other words, lift this cup away from me. Now, he used the word cup because Jesus always used things that we understand. But basically saying that this thing of going to the cross, that was the cup of suffering. He's saying that, Lift it from me if it's possible. That was Jesus' petition. But see what Jesus did? He, he wanted to show us But it's not what we petition as people, but it's the will of God that will count because it will help you and the people around you or the situation around you. That's why Jesus says that, but not my will but yours be done, okay? Another one is Paul. Paul also uh, had the same thing. He had this thorn in the, in the side and he prayed to God. Three times he says that he went to the Lord so that this thorn in the flesh could come out, you know, could come out, whatever that thorn was. And I'm so glad that he really didn't tell us what the uh, thorn was. so That way we can actually relate it to so many different things. So what is your thorn in the flesh? So, but God's answer also tells us something about his will. He rejected his appeal to remove the, the thorn in the flesh, but instead he answered him this way, negative to Paul, because he didn't receive what he wanted, but positively in that it ended up being exactly what, what would work for him because God says that uh, my grace is sufficient for you. But I really believe this was also a metaphor. Let us not confuse this with having no faith. These were people of faith. Paul and Jesus are people of faith. We know that. And we know that the Bible says that uh, without faith, it's impossible to please God. You have to have faith, okay? But then the other extreme is to think that just because you prayed it, it has to be done the way it is, and that that really is faith, not necessarily It has to be in the will of the Father. So that's what we are going to be doing today. We'll be talking about certain characteristics, and we're going to pick four of them, okay? Number one, we're going to look at a petition that is based on certain rights already granted and guaranteed to us, the petitioners. The petition is a supplication. We are supplicating. We are interceding. We are petitioning God for something. And we've seen the petition of Jesus and the petition of Paul. So now, number one is a petition based on certain rights already granted and guaranteed to the petitioner. Then number two, we are going to look at another characteristic, which is petitions are always addressed to the one with authority, as we have seen and the ability to grant the request. That's a characteristic of answered petitions, okay? Now, number three, the petitioner must belong to a certain entity or domain in which they petition. So, for example, in court, you cannot belong to another city. Something is happening out there, and then you go and petition for that city, when you live in another city, you are supposed to belong in the city upon um, in which you are petitioning for. Remember uh, in the past U.S. elections, the people in Texas or the Attorney General of Texas tried to petition for the annulment of elections in other states. And the Supreme Court rejected them. They're they're like, wait a minute, you don't have ground to reject what was done in another state. So he had no ground. So many times when we are petitioning God, we have to belong to a certain domain in order to petition God. And you'll see that this domain I'm talking about is not necessarily a physical domain. Okay, when it comes to God, but it's a domain as who am I to God, that's a domain in itself. Okay, so now, then number four is going to be when granted a petition, it allows you, the petitioner, the praying person, the supplicator, to exercise inherent power to execute what's within it. In other words, when you ask God for something, and we shall see it from the scriptures, you have to follow through based on the power within that petition so when you ask God for something he gives you the authority but that authority comes with the power for you to do something and if you don't do it don't go and say oh God did not answer my prayer okay and we shall see basically where we are coming from so just remember those four items okay those four characteristics we are looking at which is I'll say real quickly again Number one, the petition is based on certain rights already granted and guaranteed to you, the petitioner. Number two, the petitions are addressed to one who has the authority and the ability to grant you that request. In that situation, it's God, okay? The petitioner must belong to a certain entity or domain in which they petition. And for us, God has given us the name of Jesus, okay? Then, number four, when he grants you that petition, you are supposed to use the power inherent. In other words, God is not just going to say, okay, I've given you pots and pans, now I'm going to come and cook for you also. A petition prayer or a supplication prayer or an intercession prayer is need-driven. There is a need that needs to be fulfilled. The need may be urgent, it may be immediate, you know, or it may be an issue requiring time. And so depending on what that need is, don't say, oh, God hasn't answered me or he has answered me this way. Just think about it. And you're going to see that, hey, this petition that I have put before God, it requires time. It it requires a working out. You know, you have to work out your faith in this this situation. God's answer may require, you know, immediate action from your side. Or it may require you waiting. Patient endurance. For example, you are uh, petitioning God, you want to get married. It requires patient endurance and faith to believe that he has heard you because the Bible says in First John uh, chapter 5 that we are confident that he hears us, and when he hears us, he answers us, okay? Because he answers us, we know that there is an answer out there, but it will be incumbent upon us to be finding out sometimes what that answer is. It may not be as clear as it may seem, but we know he has answered us. But when you walk in faith knowing that he has answered you, then you know that uh you are going to come across that answer for example when remember after jo- uh Moses died and Joshua was carrying out the uh, mandate of Moses and um he was you know petitioning the land giving this tribe this and the other the tribe of Joseph petitioned Joshua to get more land the petitions are presented to the people who are able to change and have the authority so they went to who? To Joshua. The petition presenter must also have the legal ground to stand on. And they did, because they said Moses granted us this. Now for us, accepting Christ gives us the legal ground to petition God in prayer. That's our ground we stand on. So now, what happened is, um, these people came to, to Joshua, and they wanted to get more land. Now let me read you this. Okay. In Joshua seventeen three through 8, and I'll set up verse 3, so you have to be careful um, as we stumble across those factors that we are talking about. So verse 3 goes like this. Now Zelophehan, son of Hefer, the son of Gilead, the son of Mekiram, the son of Mansur, had no sons but only daughters, whose names were Mechla, Noah, Hogla, Mika, Micah, and uh, uh, Tizar. They went to Eleazar the priest, Joshua, son of Nun, and the leaders, and said, The Lord commanded Moses to give us an inheritance among our relatives. See here, they are stating the ground upon which they are going to the people who have the power and the authority to give them what they want, uh, to grant them their petition to continue. So Joshua gave them an inheritance along the brothers of their father, according to the Lord's command. Now, verse 5 says, Manasseh's share consisted of ten tracts of land besides Gilead, Basham, and east of Jordan. Because the daughters of the tribe of Manasseh received an inheritance among the sons, the land of Gilead belonged to the rest of the descendants of Manasseh. So you see, here they went and petitioned, and they said, you know what? This is what uh, was... Is due us. We are standing on the ground of the promises that God made to Moses, and then Moses to us to give us this land. They went and stood on the ground. They petitioned these leaders based on, on this ground that they were children of these people who were promised this land. They are no boys. They are just girls, but they are standing on. The, they had legal standing. Okay, and so. Uh, Joshua did the right thing. He gave them the land. Now, when we go to the same chapter in uh, verse 14, look at this other petition. The people of Joseph said to Joshua, Why have you given us only one allotment and one portion of inheritance? We are numerous people, and the Lord has blessed us abundantly. Then look at this. They They are using their ground to petition. However... However, we're going to see this portion of the petitioning that I talked about before, okay, which was number four. When granted a petition, it allows the petitioner to exercise inherent power of execution to obtain that request. And these people they are, they are of the tribe of Joseph, they are coming and they're saying, but we are so many, and you did this. But you know what? They were many they were given a track of land, and maybe it was smaller. But you know what? They were not working hard to do anything with that land. So this was Joshua's answer. He says, okay, if you are so many, that's verse 15, Joshua answered, if you are so many, and if the hill country of Ephraim is too small for you, go up in the forest and clear the land for yourselves. That. They're in the land of the Perizzites and the Repizzites. In other words, there is land, but you're not even willing to go clear the forest. Go use what you've been given. That is the inherent power in that petition that you're giving was already given to you, but you're not willing to work for it. And that's what happens many times. We go petition God, and then we come back complaining, but it's because we are not working. The characteristic is laziness here. And the characteristic number four that we want is characteristic of work. Being able to do something with the petition, executing that petition. It was granted you. You ask God for something, but you have to do something about it yourself. God wants you to be a worker. God wants your faith to be A faith of movement, not a faith of just sitting and waiting everything to fall in your lap, okay? So, yes, there was need. Yes, your petition was uh, um, uh, uh, need-driven. But guess what? You had to work for it. The other tribes were working. They were uh, they were digging. They were cutting. You know, they were cutting the forest down. They were doing everything that they needed to do. They were farming. For you, just coming back and you're looking at all the trees and you say the land is not enough. No, go do something. Plant something there. Okay, now let me give you another example of petitions, uh, characteristics of a petition. Okay, and it's going to be the characteristics shown by two kings, some of our favorite kings in the Bible. And the first one is King David and Jehoshaphat, okay? In Psalm 5, David uh, petitioned God and acknowledged God's position and ability to answer his cry. You know, therefore, he established uh, his legal standing, and that's David. David established his legal standing. Psalm 5 says this, Listen to my words, O Lord. Consider my lament. See, there he's petitioning there. He's lamenting. Hear my cry for help. My king, oh my God, for you, to you I pray. See, he's establishing that it's God who has the power and the authority and to carry out this petition or to uh, provide for what he's asking. In other words, the power is within God's hand. Then he goes, verse 3, In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning I lay my request before you and wait expectantly. You see these characteristics? He does not give up. Every time he wakes up, he goes before God and petitions him about this issue. And then he expectantly waits. That's expectancy is faith. He faith you know he's using his faith to wait on God so that he can hear God's voice in what to do next. And then verse 7 goes, But I, by your great love, can come into your house in rever- in reverence I bow down remember we talked about the reverencing God in prayer you know the parts of prayer um, or earlier you know we said that uh, hey part of prayer is rem- um, is adoration and blessing God that kind of thing. That's what he was doing. In just that one short term, he has shown us he's doing all the things that we are talking about. He's reverencing God. He's acknowledging God to be the one who is able to give him his petition or to carry out. He's acknowledging, uh, he's showing faith to wait upon God to listen to his spirit to lead him. Okay? Now, in Second Chronicles chapter 20, we see King Jehoshaphat petitioning God. You know, first he hallows him. In other words, he does the same thing as David. He says, you are God. You are our God. You've done this and that. And I admonish you to go read um, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, okay? You will see exactly what I mean. I just don't... I'm not going to read it in this whole podcast so you can have some Bible work to do. And you'll understand it and the Spirit of God will lead you, okay? In the petitions, these kings... Acknowledge the Lord's leadership, Jehoshaphat and David. They acknowledge the Lord's leadership and then they state their legal ground upon which they stand to go before God. You know, they say things like, you know, our God, and mention the covenant relationship that they had with Him and the things that He had done previously for them. You know, and after that, the whole nation of people that they were leading, they stood before God, behind their king, doing the same thing, rejoicing before God, you know, reverencing God, um, um, singing and worshiping as it was with the uh, King Jehoshaphat. In war, he sent and put an, um, a choir before the army to praise the Lord. In fact, the Bible says that as soon as they started to praise the Lord, the enemies started to fight against each other. And that's what happens in our situations too. As soon as we start praising the Lord, the enemy starts to fight, okay? Now, um, I want you to understand, though, Just because you have petitioned God, and just because it has been granted, it doesn't mean there is not going to be resistance. And usually, actually, that resistance can come in the way of that answered prayer, and so you're going to end up that your petition is not carried out. So what do you do? Resistance to prayer is real. I want you to know that, okay, and may come from unexpected sources. It may be around you, it may be your family, it may be your workplace, people who used to who used to like you, suddenly they don't like you and then you go in the flesh and you start acting up and you start doing stuff and then you're fired and then your petition is not granted, okay? Because the devil is busy, okay? In prayer, especially that of petition, we are looking for an answer. So the devil will try his best to delay, to sidetrack, or to discourage us as we wait for that answer. Now, waiting does not mean inactivity, okay? It doesn't mean you don't do anything. We've seen that already. But as we wait on that answer, the devil will do everything he can to cause you to lose it because he knows there is power in that petition. There is inherent power in that granting of that petition. In the Bible, we see this kind of resistance in uh, chapter 10 of Daniel. You know, the Lord had already granted Daniel what he was looking for, but there was demonic resistance and opposition to this uh, answer in order to deny Daniel a claim to it, okay? Now, we may not see or understand what is going on around us, but we must persist in prayer until the undeniable Holy Spirit witness within us to our inner spirit telling us that this is it now. Stop or adjust your prayer, or do this for, uh, to get the results. In other words, we have to be open to the Holy Spirit. We have to be at a level of the Spirit, not in the natural. You know, Daniel continued in prayer until, for him in his situation, an angel showed up. In Daniel chapter 10, 2 and 3, it says this, In those days I, Daniel, was mourning three four weeks. I ate no pleasant bread. Neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth, neither did I anoint myself at all, till three whole weeks were fulfilled. So for 21 days, this man was praying. He was secluded. He was uh, eating what we call the Daniel fast, only certain foods just to stay up, to survive. And then he was like in ashes. Okay, that's what they used to do in those days. Then look at uh, verse uh, 12 and 13. This is the angel that the Lord sent to him to deliver a message that his request was already granted. Okay, he says this. Then said he unto me, fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come. For thy words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. In other words, those 21 days he was being resisted. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. Take this picture. This angel was given the answer to Daniel's prayer. He was delivering, but instead, He was being resisted by the prince of the kingdom of Persia. Now, we're talking spiritual things here. The Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities in high places. This is where we are now. This is a spiritual resistance. The angel was being resisted to deliver this answer, okay? But Michael, Michael came. This is another angel came to help him out. And see what the angel does. He stayed there while the answer was being delivered. See, there was resistance to this answer, but the angel kept them at bay while the answer was reaching Daniel, okay? Mm -hmm. So being proactive, you know, that is praying without ceasing keeps us from being reactive. So in other words, we don't just react to people doing certain things when we pray to God for this, say, uh, promotion on the job. When you start reacting to these people, who are trying to make you get mad or do stuff, they are doing it so that you will not get that job. So they will look at you and say, "Hmm, we're not going to promote him. Someone who talks like that, who fights, who does this and this. So you know what? Be proactive. Stay in prayer and don't be reactive to those kind of situations. Okay? Jesus is our example. He said he did all things as he saw the Father do. In other words, stay in the spirit and do as the Holy Spirit tells you, because the Bible tells us that His Spirit, He knows the heart of God and He knows what to do. He goes between us and God and says, "Do this, go here, don't go here, say this, don't say that." Okay, that's how Jesus kept to uh, in line with the Father. He says, "I only do as the Father does." We have to continue to pray with faith. Remember, we talked about the prayer that you know you can't just uh, go to God without faith, and because it says. It, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So you have to continue in in faith to pray, to continue to believe, and to expect. As we saw in the scripture, that you know we have to stay expectant. Now, for these situations to change, we have this powerful advocate. The Bible says that Jesus, even at this very hour, is seated on the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. So you have this advocate. He is advocating for you before the Father. So you know that if you stay in Christ, if you stay in the will of the Father, everything will work out. Now, the will of the Father is important, and it's the will of the Father that will be carried out. But remember that His will... His will is always good for you. If Jesus didn't go to the cross because he wanted that cup to be lifted, we would be nowhere right now. Okay? So there is this spiritual resistance. But remember, for us, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And we have the blood of Jesus. Remember in Revelation chapter 12, it says that uh, um, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Apply the blood of Jesus. He's already done that part. The other one is your testimony. Have the characteristics of waiting on the Lord, having faith to believe that he has answered you because it says in 1 John 5, we have this confidence that he answers our prayer, okay? So this resistance is not necessarily from other people, but sometimes it may be through a lack of understanding. It may be through fear. Okay, or the lack of not knowing that we can use the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus. Remember in Acts chapter 5 verse 40, this is what it says. And when they had called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded they should not speak in the name of Jesus and then let them go. So you see, the enemy doesn't want you to use the name of Jesus. The disciples, they did not want them to use the name of Jesus so that they can be defeated. And like I said earlier, that don't just pray and sit there and think that things are going to happen. That's not necessarily faith. You know, we have to have the faith that God has answered our prayer and we have to do what we need to do. Sometimes it's continuing prayer, confession of who he is, continue, be with him like Daniel did. Or just continue to do what you're supposed to do. If it's on the job, continue to do your work in the position you're in right now. Be faithful. Work as if you're working unto God, even despite all the things that may come up against you. So I'm going to finish now um, so that we can go through these um, characteristics again to round them up and finish this podcast. It's a shorter podcast than I normally do because really we need to know that the characteristics of prayer are all around us and really it's in our hands and we are able to do these things. All we have to do is stand back and look at what God is telling us. Listen to His Spirit. Okay, So now these are the four characteristics once again that uh, surround those Petitions that God always answers. And then, like I said before, His answering is not necessary to grant you what you ask, but rather that His will be done in the situation, even as Jesus says. So number one was the petition is based on certain rights already granted, and guaranteed to you, the petitioner. Number two, the petitions are addressed to one with authority and the ability to grant the request, who is our Lord Jesus Christ, because we pray through the name of Jesus. Remember, the disciples were told, do not use that name, because they knew that that's the route through which You approach the Father. Number three, the petitioner must belong to a certain entity or domain in which they petition. We belong to Christ. We are in Christ Jesus. We go through his name, not based on us, but based upon his work. Not our our works, but what he has done on the cross, okay? Because for him... In the Garden of Gethsemane, he already said that not my will but yours be done. In other words, even now as he intercedes for us on the right hand of the Father, as the Bible said, he already did it uh, for us in the Garden of Gethsemane. Our domain in which we stand, he already did it for us. He won it for us. Then number four, it does not mean that we just sit there and do nothing. We have to stay in faith, and staying in faith means that you are constantly connected in the spirit with the father so that you can use the inherent power in that petition that you've been given and we've seen an example of those people who are given the land but they refuse to go out there and cut the forest and Joshua just told them hey, this was already granted to you and you say you're so many of you so go cut the trees down and, and you know do some planting of some food or whatever it is build homes whatever it is and so that's what God wants us to do that there's power in this petition and we should. Be by faith looking out to see how to we use that power so that our petition will come to fruition. Okay, so praise the Lord. I hope that has helped you to understand certain characteristics about prayer. Amen. So we thank God that uh, we are going to pray different now and we shall pray with impact now. Father, in the name of Jesus, your Son, we come before you, Lord, to thank you, Father, to glorify your name, to lift up the name of Jesus in everything that we do, in the prayers that we are going to pray from now on, that, Lord, Heavenly Father, we shall know how to approach the throne of grace. I thank you, Father, that you've given us the words and the examples in this podcast that show how to approach you and get results, Father, that first and foremost, Lord, that we will know that it's your will to be done and that your will that will be done will be good for us regardless of the answers, Lord. Father, let us give us the strength to be able to withstand what you tell us to do because even Jesus Christ, Lord, when he said your will be done in the Garden of Gethsemane, Lord, he was able to overcome the cross thereafter but your word also says that after he said that angels came and ministered to him Father may your angels minister to us delivering your answers to us Father even as it was for Daniel Father he continued to pray he continued to believe he continued to uh, uh, fast for 21 days he did Father give us the strength to go through these hurdles that may come our way because we know that the power of Inherent in the prayer petitions, Lord... Inherent in the answers, Lord Is enough to overcome Whatever the enemy brings us Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters out there That they will see and understand Praying with impact How you want us to uh, to win These battles that we fight Because it's not our battles And we do not fight in flesh and blood But with the power of Jesus With the power of the blood of Jesus And that we already have the victory Thank you, Father That from now on We shall not Never pray the same. You are mighty, you are awesome, and we thank you for it. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, thank you for teaching us how to pray. Amen. Now, I encourage you to go to our blog. It's called prayingwithimpact.com and you're going to find these and other notes out there so that you can go through this um, podcast again, write down things, read up the Word, and you will see what God does to you. Now, also thank you for tuning in or downloading our podcast, listening to us. Now, i just like to let you know that we are almost on every major platform in the world, Pandora, Apple, um, Apple Podcasts, uh, uh, Amazon Podcasts, YouTube Pod- uh, Podcasts, all of them. Just Google us and you're going to find, if you say, Afri Christ Prayer Podcast, if someone asks you, just say that, or oh, just Google AfriChrist prayer podcast and you they'll just download all those things you know you see all the different sites that we are on which have now picked us up and we are so thankful to God for your downloads because some of these sites like Pandora they will not pick you up unless you reach a certain amount of downloads we are very 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 grateful to you and we are praying that we continue to bless you with these short podcasts please pass them on to other people As I always say, I like to uh, call out the countries that download our podcast a lot. And I'm very, very thankful to all of them, really. It's not, uh, I just mention usually 10, but many, many more countries. Of course, we have the United States, Canada. We have Australia. We have Switzerland. We have uh, Spain. We have United Kingdom. India. Oh, India is one of my favorite. They are always there. We have Mongolia. Now, that one I've never seen. Nigeria. Uganda, And then we have those that are like in international waters. In other words, some people may be on a plane, some people may be on a ship, and once they're in international waters, they don't mention a country, they just say unknown. But that unknown is very important to us because God knows you, and we are very, very grateful. God bless you, love you, and be blessed. Amen. (laughs)